0: Welcome to another edition of Flying Solo. I'm Mike Golick, and I truly am flying solo this time. My wife, Chris, not around to ask the grill-gola questions. The only ones I have around are Hank and Harry, my pugs, running around. You may hear them barking uh, throughout this. Uh, We will see. It's very possible they will if they see somebody at the door. Uh, A lot to talk about, you know, certainly more than a few topics going on in the world of sports. But, as you know, I always like to start out with your questions and uh, I do a Grow Golic on Twitter. I ask, I answer some of them on Twitter, and I like to save a lot for uh, the actual podcast. So as I scroll through and try and do all this by myself again, because my wife left me to do this alone, I think she's testing me. Let's start with a really basic football one. Do you think Trevor Lawrence is going to end up with the Jets? Yes, I do. I, you know, there's been no indication at this point anyway to think that. Trevor Lawrence will not go where he is drafted. And at this point, the Jets are going to draft him number one. I know we went through this a bit last year with Joe Burrow when a report came out which was unsubstantiated that he wouldn't go to the Cincinnati Bengals. He came out and refuted that and said, you know, he's going to go where he's picked. And that's exactly what he did. And by the way, Joe was having a very good year until he hurt himself and is done for the year. And I think Trevor Lawrence will do the same. Um, for those wondering, would he go back to school? Because he can I do not think he'll go back to school. If anything, he could do what a, you know, what a uh, uh, John Elway did. He said, hey, Colts, don't draft me. I'm not coming to you. I'll go play baseball instead. He ended up in Denver. Remember Eli Manning? Uh, when the Chargers picked at the top, he said, don't draft me. I'm not going to play for you. They picked him anyway, but they worked out a trade at the four slot with Phillip Rivers and they swapped teams. So if he does, if the Jets have the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence, uh, will come out, the only thing I would say is if, if he's adamantly not going to play for them and they trade it or do something that way, I do not see Trevor Lawrence going back to school at all. I definitely think he comes out and I, and I do think he will end up playing. Uh, for the New York Jets. So uh, I've said that all along, and I have seen nothing, no reason to, to change my mind. Um, Karen, mom of two, asks, are you going to be doing college games next year on ESPN? Uh, that, I, I don't think so. I don't know for a fact. I'm still finishing up my um, deal with ESPN, which includes a couple of more bowl games. I'm going to do the Alamo Bowl on December 29th, and then on January 2nd, I'll do the uh, Fiesta Bowl out in Arizona. Uh, My contract is up then, so I have no idea at that point. Uh, What I do know and my hope is, is wherever I end up, um, I I plan at least partly as part of what I'm going to do for whoever I'm working for is hopefully going to be calling college games. I missed it. I love it. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm back at it, doing it again. Uh, So that will certainly be part of it, I would hope, in the near future. So uh, we will do that. Let me keep scrolling through here to find some more. I thought I hearted a lot of these, and all of a sudden I don't see them anymore. Oh, here we go. This is from Ryan. What was your favorite Christmas gift as a kid uh, and has been since an adult? Well, I remember as a kid, probably my my best Christmas was uh, when we went. Uh, my, my parents told me and my brothers, hey, head on downstairs. When we went downstairs, and there was a dog down there. That was our first dog. It was a beagle. We named him Spike. Uh, that was my first uh, our first dog, and I have been a dog lover and owner uh, ever since, but that was the first one uh, so that was that was really cool to see this little puppy running around and and uh, he was ours so it was uh it was very cool and since then uh, i 've had many many dogs certainly uh when Chris and I uh, first got married uh, we we had a dog and then we went we've had labs we now we have pugs we 've had Plenty of dogs, uh, and I will always have a dog somehow, some way because uh, I absolutely love them. Uh, so, but that was probably my best as a kid. You know, as a as an adult, it's a little different. Uh, you take a little more pleasure in seeing your kids happy with what Santa got them uh, than anything else. So that was always the more special things to me: seeing them be happy uh, on on what they were getting as opposed to me getting anything. Uh, AP asked um, can you explain the difference between five and0 Ohio State and 5 and0 USC uh, <laughs> well five and0 Ohio State is ranked number four in the college football playoff rankings USC is named number 13 is, is ranked number 13 and I'll tell you what the difference is the difference is the 13 people in the committee on what they think of Ohio State and what they think of USC the PAC 12 is not thought highly of and they're going to have to do some special things to ever end up in the, uh, in the playoffs. And it's just the way it is. It's the way it, it's been. They have been kind of the, the last of the power fives. And Ohio State has been one of the best teams in the country the last few years, and they get what we like to call the benefit of the doubt. Right or wrong, uh, or whatever you think about it, that's the way it is. And you could tell that by the first ranking this year when Ohio State only had a couple of games in, much fewer than the other teams, and they were ranked number four. So that's what the committee thought of them. So that wasn't going to change. Uh, it doesn't shock me that they're in the top four, and it doesn't shock me again that the Big Ten changed their rule of six games to make it to the Big Ten Championship game. As I mentioned, it was a bad rule they made in the first place to do that. They, they handcuffed themselves by giving themselves no open dates, and then they put themselves in a bad spot to look, you know, going back on their own rule to give Ohio State the best chance to make the playoffs, and I think they will. I'm going to get to that in in a little bit. I do think they take care of business against Northwestern, and then they will be a lock for the Final Four. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Joe asks, why did you retire? I miss hearing you on the radio on my way to work. Well, Joe, I didn't retire. Um, ESPN wanted to do a different show, Uh, so my show ended. Uh, That's kind of what happened. I, I did not retire. I don't plan on retiring. I... As I mentioned, my deal uh, runs until the end of the year, and then I will be working with somebody else. Uh, If not ESPN, it will definitely be somebody else. So uh, we will see what happens after the year is over. Uh, Todd asks, what's your favorite scene from the Christmas classic Die Hard? I'm not even going to get into my favorite scene because Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I have had this debate probably for a couple of decades right now, and I do not think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Just because it's set in the time of year... When Christmas is, and there's a couple of references to Christmas, like a Christmas party is the reason they're all in the building uh, where where they're held hostage, does not make it a Christmas movie. I do not think it's a Christmas movie, and I never will think it's a Christmas movie. And I know when there used to be uh, video stores that it was put in, in the Christmas section. That was so people would rent it. That's how those things work. I used to own a video store and, and you do things seasonally so you get more rentals out of them and that's why we be put there. I do not think it is a Christmas movie. Never have, never will. Uh, next question, uh, hoodies and tacos. Gas or charcoal? You know, I'd rather cook with charcoal, but gas is so much more convenient. Uh, so I have, I have a gas grill at home. It's just a lot easier to go out and start up and light up and and get the thing heated up and ready to go. Um, When we were growing up in Ohio, my parents were part of a club called Club Unique, it was called, and we would have picnics a few times a year, and the... um, They always had a great grill there that was charcoal. It was like a brick grill that my dad built, and it was charcoal, and that was always the best. I mean, so we went to that, and as I started getting older and started cooking some more, I I loved doing that because it was always charcoal that was used, so I was a big, big fan of charcoal. I am a bigger fan of charcoal than gas, but gas is more convenient, so you want to say, I've given in to the ease of the gas, you can. Uh, because that, that's kind of the way I, I do it now. Uh, Joe uh, asks, ham or turkey for Christmas dinner? In all honesty, the only reason I think for Thanksgiving, let me first say that, there's a turkey, is because it's kind of tradition. You give me a choice of ham and turkey, I'm taking a ham 100 out of 100 times. You give me a honey glazed ham, and I absolutely love it. I will take that over turkey, Every single time. So Christmas dinner, absolutely ham. I'm actually more infatuated and like more the side dishes than I do the actual main meat, which is, in this case, ham or turkey. You know, I'm a mashed potatoes guy. I'm a green bean casserole guy. You know, I love all that stuff. I'm a big, big fan uh, of the side dishes. So, But you're asking me, you know, which which way I'm going to go on that. I'm I'm definitely going to go ham. There's absolutely no doubt about it. All right. Uh, Rick asks, clean slate. Disregard the current rankings. Assuming Clemson squeaks by Notre Dame this weekend, and Ohio State and Alabama wins, who's your top four? So I'll use that as my my jumping off point for going into and talking about college football right now, um, because I have a couple of scenarios out there that I I, I think of things I think that are going to happen. Or that could happen of what we're going to get with the final four. So there has never been a two loss final four team. So, and and I don't think there will be, which would knock out, you know, a team like, uh, Florida, uh, which, you know, has two losses now after that loss to, uh, to LSU on the shoe throw, which was absolutely incredible. I know they're playing number one Alabama. Uh maybe if they destroyed Alabama, maybe you could get your first two-win team into the playoffs. I still think that's going to be hard to do. Uh, but I think Alabama, here's my, my prediction, if you will. I think Alabama beats Florida, so I think Alabama is going to remain the number one seed. I think Ohio State beats Northwestern. Uh, I am looking forward to that game. What Pat Fitzgerald has done an incredible job. NFL teams are going to come after him. Maybe the Bears, if they get rid of Matt Nagy. I don't know if I see Pat as an NFL coach, but people always ask, do you think they'll go? And, and, and I, I've always said this about coaches, just like players who are free agents, when they say, do you think he'll go or why will he go? Everybody has a different reason. You know, for a player, have you already won a championship? Are you still trying to get a championship? Have you already made a lot of money? Um, Where does most of your family live? How long have you been in the league? There's a lot of things that go into it. So are you basing it on money? Are you basing it on trying to win a title? Are you basing it on geography and family? What are you basing your reasons for free agency? And I say the same thing about coaches. What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to go to the highest level and try and succeed? If that's the case... Then you'll, if you get a chance to go to the NFL, you go to the NFL and say, I want to try and succeed there. Are you happy where you are in college? In Pat's case, is he happy at Northwestern? It's his 15th year this year. Is he happy there? He's a great player there in the College Hall of Fame. You know, would he just want to stay there and say, this is good enough for me? That's, that's up to Pat. I don't know. If Pat wants to challenge himself at the absolute highest level, then he would probably try and take on the NFL. If he is absolutely just fine with he and his family, and I'm sure it's a family decision on what he's going to do, then, then, then maybe he'll stay in college. But that's what I always say. What, what is on the mind most of players and coaches when they want to move? What's the biggest factor for them? Because we don't know. We don't know their lives. We, we don't know what drives them. And those that are perfectly content in college, man, that's fantastic. That's great. We've had some great college coaches who have, have stayed there. We, knew, we know a guy like Saban tried the NFL, didn't work so well, and has come back and he's dominating in college. So time will tell on that. But Northwestern has a really, really good defense. Their offense, unfortunately, is, is more methodical than anything else. They don't get a lot of big plays. I just think Northwestern or Ohio State going to be too much for him. I think Ohio State wins that game. As well, and I think they're going to be in. I think they're a lock to be in. Alabama wins, they're in. Ohio State wins, they're in. And I know they'll only have six games. But as I said, the committee right from the beginning a few weeks ago, and they only had a couple of games, put them number, put them in the top four. And it hasn't changed, and it's not going to change. So they're going to be in. Then it's going to come down to Notre Dame Clemson. And there's a a couple scenarios here. Uh, if, and anybody, by the way, outside the, the four, we we'll should be rooting for Notre Dame. But here's the thing. If Clemson wins a competitive game, and I do think both teams are really good enough for it to be competitive, or in this case, because I know when Notre Dame played Clemson in the playoffs a couple years ago, they got smoked like 30-3. to three. So I'll, I'll say it that way. Trevor Lawrence is going to be back. Players on defense will be back. Uh, I do think it'll be a competitive game. And if Clemson wins and it's a competitive game, I do think... Both will make the Final Four. They may just flip-flop. You just may put Clemson uh, at number two and Notre Dame at number three unless they want to push Ohio State up. But that my point is, if Clemson wins a close game, again, this is one of the few times you're getting such a top matchup, a top fives in a conference championship game, and a lot of the reason is because Notre Dame is in the conference this year. I think Clemson wins a close game, The Final Four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Whatever order you're going to put them in, I think that's going to be the Final Four. Now, if Notre Dame beat Clemson, Clemson now has two losses. Again, no two-loss team has ever made it into the playoffs. I know this is a different year, but the only other team then that could slide up would be Texas A&M because they have one loss. They're playing Tennessee this week. You know they need to put on a good showing. Uh, and try and take it to Tennessee, so we'll see what they can do. But they would be the ones primed to set it up because sitting in the sixth slot is Iowa State. And they play Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game sitting in number 10. They beat Oklahoma this year, and Iowa State, I had their game a couple of weeks ago, they're playing extremely well. But again, a two-loss team has never made it in. Not saying it can't happen, but it hasn't. So that would be the question. If Iowa State drubbed Oklahoma... I mean, beat them pretty good. And Texas A&M, though, still won against Tennessee. Could Ohio State jump Texas A&M if Clemson were to lose to Notre Dame? But then again, you could say, well, Clemson would have two two losses. Iowa State would have two losses. Both the losses for Clemson are better losses than Texas A&M's because it would have been to Notre Dame both times, the number two team in the country. So it gets a little wild, but that would be the only way I could see the possibility of a two-loss team getting in. Just think if Tennessee beat if Tennessee beat Texas A&M, then and Notre Dame beat Clemson, then you almost assuredly would have a two-loss team making it to the final four unless Cincinnati went all the way from 9 into the final four by beating Tulsa. And we have already seen Cincinnati has had a couple of games canceled and each time that happened they didn't play, they dropped in the rankings. Again, right or wrong, that tells you what the 13 people in the room think of Cincinnati and their schedule. They're dropping them when they're not playing. So I have a hard time believing, even if there's some losses up in front, that Cincinnati is still going to make it in to the Final Four. So that's what I think is going to happen there. Uh, as far as bowls, we're seeing another interesting thing happen. You know, we used to see, or, and, and we'll continue to once we get back to whatever the norm is going to be, is players dipping out of their bowl games to start to get ready for the NFL. You know, we've seen that, and and that's not going to change. I, I think that's still going to continue to happen. But what we're also now seeing is with COVID and the type of year we've had with postponements and cancellations and players missing time, we're seeing teams ditch out of bowl games. Already we have Boston College, Pitt, UCLA, Stanford have all said They're not going to bowl games. Whenever their games are done, if they have games this week and they play, that they're not going to play bowl games after that. They said it's been a rough year. They're going to let their kids really, you know, a physical break we're talking about, but also a mental break. It's been pretty, pretty tough. Uh, Again, and I'm keeping this in the sports realm. I'm not talking about COVID around the country. We all know that has been devastating. I would never compare that. Uh, with, with all the people that, that have died, unfortunately, around the world and in this country with it. I'm taking this completely from a sports context that the, the, basically the schools and the coaches said we're just letting the players go uh, and be on their way. So I would imagine you'll see more teams because remember the bowl games are opened up for any, anybody this year. Doesn't matter about wins. So any bowl can invite any team. So these teams that have decent records that say they're not playing in bowl games, will these bowl games try and grab lesser teams just to have their bowl game? Or, like we've already seen with uh, you know a couple of handfuls of bowls, have already been canceled. So that will be the next interesting thing uh, that we see, what bowls happen and what bowls don't. I myself am going to be doing the uh, Alamo Bowl, as I mentioned, on the 29th. And the Fiesta Bowl on January second, so I am looking forward to that. Hopefully, both those bowls uh, will go. Uh, so that's that's where we are in college. I'll get more into. There's a lot going on now with the name, image, and likeness situation going on, uh, and, and where that's going. Is it going to be through conferences, through the NCAA, through the through the uh, you know, or is it going to be federally done? Uh, that that's going to that's gonna start going right now. That's going to get really, really interesting, what happens there. And also, it's been said that players can transfer this year and, and they, can, they can play right away. Uh, it was interesting. I was doing a podcast. Coach K uh, asked me to come on his, his radio show, I should say, and we started talking a little more about this. And I thought he said something very, very interesting that he said, you know, we were talking about college coaches, just like I mentioned Pat Fitzgerald. And he was also talking about college basketball coaches as well jumping to, you know, the NBA like we have seen, like a Billy Donovan has done, a Brad Stevens has done, and others. And he said, he even said if he were maybe 20 years younger, if this was a little while ago, and the times were like they are now, he may have considered doing it. Because he said with everything going on, with scholarship players being able to come back, with the amount of transferring that's going on, which had been starting to ramp up anyway. Let alone now, you get basically a free year for football guys anyway. Uh, but as much transferring is, is going on, how difficult it's becoming for the. And I know nobody's going to feel bad for the college coaches. They get paid extremely well, and I get it. Coach K was just talking about from a job standpoint and comparing the two that you now got more thrown on your shoulders, and you still had to do recruiting. Where in the NBA you don't have to do that. So he actually said, you know, if this were you know a decade or so ago. You know that, and the same stuff was going on. He may have thought about going to the Lakers because we were even reminiscent about he would come on my show a number of times over the last couple of decades, and we would always ask him, "Hey, you thinking about going to the NBA? Thinking about going?" and And he said, "You know, go back in time, given the situation that that maybe he would." So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what coaches uh, possibly make that move, going from college basketball uh, to the NBA. As we see preseason games starting, and it's going to be very difficult to get a gauge on how teams start the season. I mean, the, the bubble season didn't end too long ago. And remember, they're starting up on December 22nd. So at the taping of this, about five days from the taping of this is opening day in the NBA. So I think it's going to be a little bit before we find out, you know, what these teams are and who they're going to be. And it will also be interesting because the NBA doesn't want players the star players to miss TV games, but a lot of the star players, especially, you know, the LeBron James and Anthony Davis's of the world, who had the shortest time off along with Miami, you know, but, you know, LeBron is going into what is his 900th season, so how careful will they be with him early on, you know, in the season, we'll have to wait and see on that. The two big stories is, you know, I, I had talked about this, that I think one of the more kind of waiting with bated breath things was what was going to happen in Milwaukee. Because you want to talk about Milwaukee going back to being irrelevant. That would have happened had Giannis gone somewhere else. But Giannis Antetokounmpo took the max deal. Five years, $228 million. And that is about as big as anything that can happen in Milwaukee for that franchise. Uh, To be able to have him... And to be able to sit at the two-time MVP now and try and build that championship. That's what's next. You know, he's, he's two-time MVP. He's got all the money in the world, paid the Supermax. They, they, they got that out of the way. He's staying there. Now what can you build? Now the only acceptable thing is going to be how many championships are put together with that Supermax deal. That's how he's going to be judged. That's how we judge Quarterbacks, I think unfairly in the NFL for Super Bowls because there's no other position and basketball players in the NBA, which I think is a little more on than the NFL because basketball players are on the court all the time offense defense. They play, you know, they're, they're on the court 30 some minutes a game. They have way more to do in a game than a quarterback does in a game. Quarterback has nothing to do with the defense. Quarterback has nothing to do with special teams. LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo has a lot to do with offense and a lot to do with defense. So uh, I, I, that's why more I, I believe more is put on the players and the, the MVPs and the championships that they're going to win. But Giannis, I, I'm happy for Milwaukee, uh, that they will stay absolutely relevant, and now it's going to be okay You you got that done. Now what are you going to put around them to try and build championships? And then the other story has been James Harden. You know, James Harden said he wanted to be traded. You know, was talking about the Nets, was talking about the Miami Heat, was talking about the 76ers uh, going over to the East. And nothing has been worked out. And he did play in a preseason game, ended up shooting, I think, three of 10 for like 12 points. You know the guy can get a bucket. He always can get a bucket. But what's going to happen? And and he basically gave no indication, basically said, Hey, when, when, when I'm out there, we're playing. That's what we're doing. We'll leave it at that. You know, but what is going to happen? Is he going to get traded? If he gets traded, who is he going to get traded to? You know, there are those that have left Houston talking about the culture of what the Rockets were when they tried to keep building these teams to win a championship, and basically it was it was James Harden team and he could do what he want. You heard the stories of him taking private, you know, planes on his off day to go to Vegas or whatever. I Listen, I never worried about that stuff as long as you brought it and you played. And you can't say James Harden didn't do that. James Harden played. You know, he, he was a ball player. So whenever people get on athletes, oh, they shouldn't do this commercial, that it shouldn't be doing that. Hey, if you're taking care of your business on the field, then more power to you. You know, one of the things I always got tired of hearing was the Baker Mayfield progressive commercials, which, by the way, are fantastic. And everybody ripping him because he did them when he hasn't, you know, he had the really good rookie year. He had the really rough second year and people like, oh, too much time doing the commercials. That's a bunch of garbage. Hey, those things are shot in the offseason. Those things are shot in a few days in the offseason, and he's done. It has nothing to do with his football. It doesn't take away from his learning curve in football. So I always get a little aggravated uh, when, when people want to go down that road. He had an opportunity. He's doing it. And, you know, I, I think there are great commercials. And, bowl by the way, he's playing really well now. Not, not that that has to be the end-all, be-all. So, you know, the thing with Harden was more the culture of that team and how it affected not him traveling or anything, but just – Basically, him giving carte blanche of what went on on the court. And the worry, the possible worry, if he were to go to a place like the 76ers, you know, where you have Embiid and you have Simmons, who, you know, you still don't know if that's going to work there. Uh, But, boy, if he goes to the Nets, man, oh, man, that would just be unbelievable. Right now, he's a Houston Rocket. and Everybody talked about, you know, all the jokes about him being a little overweight. You know, I'm certainly not going to jump on a man if he's a few pounds overweight, if he is. You know, we've all been there, and it was a shorter offseason. So, you know what, he's going to be just fine. I, I have no doubt that James Harden will be the James Harden that we all know and expect to see on the basketball court. The biggest thing is just going to be, who is he going to be playing for? Then we finish up in the uh, the NFL and where we are uh, with that. You know, we have had one of the great Monday night games with Baltimore and Cleveland, with Baltimore winning that one. Uh, 47 42 and the, all that came out of that game with Lamar Jackson and, you know, running into the, you know, t- talking about cramps. It was a bathroom break. I mean, let's, you know, a lot of players have been there. Most of us have been there. It's happened. You know, it just, it is what it is, you know. So people have some fun with it and you move on. The guy kid played a great game though, obviously to help Baltimore, who has been having a tough season this year. And that was a big win for them. Um, so. Uh, But we'll we'll see if it's enough eventually to get them in the playoffs. Because remember, there is an extra team going in the playoffs this year. I'm really interested, in all honesty, with the Cleveland Browns. They're going to play the Giants. And not so much who their opponent is, but how do they respond? You know, right now they're in the playoffs. Right now they're sitting at 9 and 4. They'd be in the playoffs. They're, they're, they they control it all to themselves if they want. They're not going to win the division. Steelers are sitting eleven and two. They're not going to do that. Just three games left, but they can be in the playoffs. But you always wonder how do they finish? Can they hang on to it? They're good enough to hang on to it. Can they hang on to it? We saw Miles Garrett got nicked up in the last game. You got to obviously be thinking about thinking about that. But again, not so much their opponent, the Giants, but just how will they play? How will they respond? There's a tough loss on Monday night. Now, how do they respond coming back? going to uh, New York and playing the Giants. I'm really, really intrigued by that one. Um, as far as the rest of the AFC, you got to believe, I, I'm amazed with what's going on with Pittsburgh and all the drops that are going on with the receivers. We talked so glowingly about those receivers early on, but now the drops that are happening. But also, you got to throw in there the offensive line. The offensive line has absolutely been struggling for the steals, Steelers, without question. So that's an issue they need, need to resolve right now you tell me the best competition for the Chiefs in the AFC. Who's it going to be? I'm going to tell you it's the Buffalo Bills. Tough defense. Josh Allen having a heck of a year. Has the uh, weapons to throw to. They just, they just look good right now. And I thought it would be the Steelers that would be the competitive one. Not the way they're playing right now. Is there anybody else? I don't really think so. We know Miami's having a good year. Cleveland's having a good year. Colts and Tennessee are tied uh, right now. But does anybody think that? they can compete with the, uh, the Chiefs. Even though Mahomes did throw have three, three interceptions in the last game, I think the, the MVP is Aaron Rodgers to lose at this point. We'll see. I think it's between those two. But I really think right now, if you tell me who the, who the, uh, the competition is, it's the Buffalo Bills. Can someone jump up on any given day? Sure they can. But uh, I think the Buffalo Bills... Everybody said, with New England probably being down at the beginning of the year, we were saying that, and and that being correct, they're sitting at 6-7, and said this was the Bills' division to win, and they took hold of it. You know, sitting there, you know, there's three double-digit team wins in the AFC. It's Buffalo, it's Pittsburgh, and it's Kansas City. So the Bills did exactly what uh, they should have done, and everybody thought they would do. So I do think they could be competitive uh, with the Chiefs. And right now, the way it looks, if they hold on, it's, everything's going to run through Kansas City as it looks right now if they have the best record in the AFC. But but it is uh, the Miami Dolphins have had a good year this year. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns, when a lot of people talked about last year, I didn't think it was going to happen last year, that it would be more this year, and it looks to be going that direction right now. Again, as I said, India and Tennessee kind of fighting out for that division, and then Kansas City taking charge. Uh, we saw a little bit good out of the Raiders early, but they've been faltering as of late, sitting at 7 and 6. And then you sit there and you look at the NFC. How about the Washington Redskins? Or the Washington football team. I'm sorry. Old habits die hard. That's Sorry, my, my bad. But they're sitting there in first place right now. And a big reason why, and you saw Alex Smith got hurt that last game. That that Listen, it's still a scary thing every time I see him on the field. Uh, so hopefully everything is all right with him. But, man, he is... Uh, he he's he's doing a, a good job for them but it's that washington defense the washington defense kind of went the way of what san francisco did and load up on that d line you know it took chase young with that second pick and they had already had some high picks on that defensive line because we saw san francisco when they got to the Super Bowl, it wasn't all on the arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. It was a running on offense, and it was that defense. And for Washington, that defense is absolutely, positively for real. And they host Seattle. That, to me, is going to be an interesting game as Seattle and the Rams are tied uh, in the NFC West. Uh, Washington's defense against Seattle's offense and Russell Wilson. I'm really looking forward to that matchup, but I love what Washington, uh, has done. The Packers just keep being the Packers because you have Aaron Rodgers. We keep complaining he doesn't have enough we- weapons and all he does is keep playing great ball. Like I said, I think he is, it's his MVP to lose at this point. And right now they are, uh, going, they would host. They're the number one seed in the West. They're tied with New Orleans at ten and three, but they already beat New Orleans. And I think New Orleans is going to lose this week as well to Kansas City. Uh, Drew Brees still coming back. Sean Payton smartly said, "We're not going to rush him back from all the cracked rib- ribs he was coming back." You need him more for the playoffs than to try and worry about the number one seed right now. Even though it'd be no fun going to Green Bay in January uh, for for the playoffs, I'm sure they'd like to have the number one seed. So uh, you know the Saints are are, are going to win that division. Looks between the Rams and the Seahawks for the West as well. Uh, we know nobody else is coming out of the East, but the winner. So you know we'll see who else makes that run. Tampa Bay, you know they're going to be they're going to be in the playoffs, I believe. Obviously Seattle or Rams, one wins, the other goes going to be the wild card, and we get that extra team in the wild card as well. So we'll see who that is. Tampa Bay just just seems it can't get it get be in sync just yet. Um, uh, uh, so, but sitting at eight and five and all you gotta do is, is you gotta peek at the right time. So if that right time is in the playoffs and so be it. We've seen wild card teams do it before. Wouldn't shock me if it could happen again, but I'll be more interested to see what the Saints look like when Drew Brees comes back. Even though it's been interesting. Drew Brees won six games last year and has missed a three. And last week was the first game they lost without him. In the lineup of the games that he'd missed, that's been amazing to me. Is they've won them all except for the last one. It happened to be against a rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts, the new starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I thought that was that was kind of wild as well there. So that's uh, you know good games going on in the uh, in the uh, uh, NFL. Um, and, and I'm doing this kind of fun thing. It's it's a super squares thing. If people want to jump into it, you remember how like. In a football game, you would get the squares with the scores, and you pick the squares, and if your scores match in the quarters, you would win money. Well, this thing, it's, it's Super Squares. It's like uh, supersquares.com, or you can go uh, uh, on Twitter, at SupersquaresHQ. And you download an app, and it basically does all the work for you, but... Basically, what you do is you make three predictions on a game, you answer two questions, and you get one super square, which lasts you all four quarters. And and that's it. It's all free. Everything is free. And you can win some really cool uh, things as well. And if you do sign up, it asks you, do you have a buddy? And if you put down Golik as your buddy, I would I would appreciate that. I was talking about this last week, and because I was, some people signed up for it. And three of the guys that signed up because I was talking about it, they ended up winning. One, one on Thursday and one, one on the early game Sunday and then one, one on the late games on Sunday. So, you know, it's fun to do and it's easy to do and it's free to do. So if you want to check it out at supersquares.com or on Twitter, it's at supersquares HQ and you get the app and you just sign up and it's really easy. It's kind of, kind of fun. And then the app, once you make your, your picks, the app does everything for you. It, it keeps track of all your points. Kind of a cool thing. So I've been in, uh, I've been enjoying doing that. I hope you guys enjoy uh, the weekend, especially the conference championship games. And then uh, by Sunday, the 20th, we will have our final four and the the New Year's Bowls and everything else kind of laid out for us. And uh, we'll all go from there. So uh, everybody enjoy your week. Uh, be kind to one another. Be safe. Be healthy. Be happy. And enjoy. And we'll talk to you again next week.